we're live. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, everyone, welcome back to Michigan Brews, episode three, uh, where we will continue our endeavors for drinking on camera and learning more about the Michigan brewing community. Uh, so tonight's show, uh, we're going to be talking to the three pa or three past uh, Bell's Homebrew competition winners. Uh, be 2011's Geoff Groff, 2018's Matt McQuillan, and 2019's Bill Blakesley. Yeah, um, yeah so Sweet. Um, honestly, the agenda's pretty loose. Uh, so yeah, we're we're going to pull everybody in here soon and get to talking to them and figure out why the Bell's Homebrew competition is such a big deal. I know it is to me. Figure out um, next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, get all this. Yeah, big exactly. <laughs> um, but I guess before we pull them in, uh, what's everybody drinking here, Brian, Jason? Uh, you know, I've been feeling. Uh, I I was on a really big IPA and like stout, you know, roll for like months and months and months, especially like over the winter. But now that it's warm, like I'm digging, like and crave, like you just you just crave something, you know, sometimes like something sour or something you know, clean or whatever. So I've been like craving like, I don't know, crisp like lagers and stuff like that lately. And um, I was at Meyer the other day and I found some lager of the lakes from Bell's, you know, which is out around this time. I absolutely and, love uh, lager of the lakes. Oh my God, man, mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's like itching that scratch or scratching that itch for me. Like so good right now. Uh, so For yeah, some reason, drinking itching the night. scratch sounded sounded <laughs> right to me. Like when you would go on to correct yourself, I'm like, what's this? Correct, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking? You know, so um, I'm gonna go in, jump in here real yep. quick. Of course. Because I'm gonna before you do it, just in case you're drinking it, I've I've got back to the ham. <laughs> uh this this beer, thanks to Sutton. John Sutton got me on it like a month ago, and and everybody in in the club that I talked to seems to be picking it up and uh after last night where i i over imbibed a little bit too much i'm just gonna take it easy that never happens and uh and never. enjoy enjoy some hams while i can get it uh, i'm gonna follow up jason because i have another <laughs> thing here but this is the only thing that i have open because <laughs> I, I just got that. done mowing my lawn so why not continue they do call them lawnmower beers right mm -hmm. yeah no they're easy to easy to drink and i, I need to stay off the the, the heavy hitters in the homebrew tonight. That uh, that being said, I, I do have a bottle of one of Dragon's Milk's Reserve over here oh, too. So yeah. great way to chase my hams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, we've so we've covered what uh, what we're drinking. So let's go ahead and get these guys pulled in and uh, figure out what they're drinking. All right, we got Bill Blakesley, Jeff Groff, and Matt McQuillan. Guys, thanks for joining hey. us tonight. What's up, guys? What it is. Absolutely. Welcome to the party. So, Matt, what's in your hand? What you got? Well, uh, I am going the homebrew route. Uh, I just made a Belgian wit uh, with uh, sweet orange peel and coriander. Um, pretty standard. It's like half, half uh, white wheat, half pale. Um, and some flaked wheat, pretty easy recipe. Um, I think I just threw in some hops that I had around that were floral and, uh, uh, did the sweet orange peel and the coriander the last, uh, 10 minutes. And, uh, you guys will be able to sample that hopefully here pretty soon. So that, that, that's your own, own recipe. You didn't pull that off of, uh, 
Jones or, or uh, Cagle? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I actually, uh, I actually yeah, just, uh, I looked up some. Uh, I wanted it to be as original as possible, really. So most of them call for a 50-50 split on the on the grain bill, and then I threw in a bunch of flaked wheat because I like that cream, uh, creamy flavor and the cloudiness as much as possible in in my Belgian wits. Nice. How about you, Jeff? Um, kind of in the same vein, I have a uh, Belgian triple wheat ale. Uh, down the deer, I think you're probably slaughter that, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, uh, again, a wheat ale, uh, has some spices, but it doesn't say what spices, uh, <clears throat> but it is nine, 9%. It's pretty smooth. I enjoy it. Real weak. Sounds good. Yeah. Low ABV beer there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chugger. Mm -hmm. How about, How about you, Bill? Bill? Oh, I got a IPA from that I brewed on big brew, uh, oh. Was that May second? So, what's Big Brew Day? Well, it's what is it the, to commemorate um, the Congress passing the uh, legalization of home brewing? Was it in the seventies? I don't know exactly when it I was. Think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, so. It's the first Saturday uh, <laughs> of May every year. Uh, a bunch of people try to get together. So this year it was virtual uh, for obvious reasons. So, um, but I think I think they broke a record or something this year with the amount of people doing. So. Yeah, no kidding. Really, I didn't hear that. Um, yeah, crazy. they tried to. I don't know if they hit it. But. Yeah, they were having everybody attest that you were brewing, and I, I think they did. Uh, yeah. do, what <laughs> recipe did you brew on Big Brew? Is it the Polaris? Yeah, uh, it was it the Polaris Pangea? Or I, I, but yeah, I didn't brew the hops. I um I had a bunch of hops in my freezer, so it's Amarillo, Eldorado, and Citra. So okay, kind of subbed all the. They had a bunch of um, kiwi hops, I think, in there that I didn't use. So. Awesome. Cool. Well, so the one thing you guys all have in common is that you're all winners of the Bell's homebrew competition. And for those of you that, that are, for those that are watching that don't know what that is, you know, uh, Matt, you, you, you tell it a good story. So can you give us a rundown on what the Bell's homebrew competition is? Uh, yeah, would love to. Um, uh, first of all, like uh, I, I think Jordan said in, in the beginning, like, for me, it's the biggest one in Southwest Michigan, maybe Michigan for me, because just the uniqueness of um, how it works and, you know, the, the grand prize that you get is pretty sweet. Um, but, uh, yeah, so what you do is you, you get up early in the morning, you go wait in line with, a, a, you know, a five-gallon sanitized receptacle. And everybody in line up to wherever, you know, however much they have gets five gallons of their wort. And then you can pretty much do with what you want with that wort and create your beer, turn it in. And uh, it's kind of pretty much a best in show, really, because there's no uh, categories, uh, of course. Mm -hmm. So it's a best in show. And it just really comes down to what the Bells people like the most on that particular competition. Right on. So, sorry, I'm flipping my stuff around. So the wort's already brewed for you when you pick it up, and you just go home and like. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. A little more specific. They give you like the um, like the the numbers on it, so you can kind of get an idea of like if you want to hit a certain ABV. So I think la the 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 year I picked it up, it was like ten sixty something. Um, and so it's I mean it gives you an idea of what you're already working with. And if you want to try and do a high gravity beer or keep it in the middle or go low, you're going to have to add more water, so on and so forth. But they give you those numbers. But yeah, everybody in the competition starts with the exact same five gallons of wort. And then you go from there. So like some like 
um, some of us brew 10 gallon batches. So we add, you know, whatever we need to it. Um, or if you're going to do a five gallon batch, some people, you know, add whatever, you know, they're going to do in a small amount. It, it, and it, I mean, it's really up to the, uh, the brewer themselves. Is that a, so Jeff, Jeff won the second year, uh, it was ever going on, I think. Is that basically how it was? Uh, yeah. Uh, they, year? they, the malt, uh, typically is a, I think it's a Michigan pale ale and they, uh, they usually shoot for in a original gravity gravity of like I think ten oh four five or in that ballpark. If you take the full of five, five gallons, reduce it down for an hour, hour boil, you get like a ten sixty ish. So you know around there. Um, I think there was I think Matt has Matt was saying it was one year that came out quite high with the pre boil and so. Yeah. Uh, I think the last few years even. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it was like ten sixty five years ago. Yeah. And I mean, and it's not uh, boiled beforehand. They they kind of do um, raise up and temp to pasteurize it. Okay. Uh, but it's not uh, boiled when you get it. So you okay. do have to boil it. Well, I, I guess you should say you don't have to boil, <laughs> uh, but you should probably if you want to make uh, you know <laughs> versus like a, a wild you know unboiled grout or whatever. And so one thing that Matt didn't mention about the wart pickup day, uh, and it's it's my favorite part about the day, honestly, is that there is a raffle at the very beginning mm-hmm. where you can win free stuff. Um, yep. have, have any of you guys won a raffle like prize before? Because <laughs> I have it, and every year yeah. it like, breaks my heart when I don't win, you know, my free bag of grain or something like that. Yeah, I guess I have in proxy, if that makes sense. <laughs> No, I, I, somebody else won some stuff, and then I just happened to still have it. What'd you On get? The, yeah, that's where my workshop <laughs> came from. Uh, and if you ever end up seeing this, I still have it. You can have it back if you want, but it's been like seven years. <laughs> it's as well used, well broken. Yeah, it works great. So the flip side of it, there is, I've won something in the raffle every year I've gone. You have not <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Have. I've won bags of grain. I uh, I won um, a set of uh, Anvil uh, brew paddles one year. Nice. Um, I would, last year I won something really stupid. It was it was like late thing. I think a, a box of hops. Uh, one year I, I won a, a a bag of of smoked malt from Pilot House, Pilot House Malts. Right after <laughs> I. I well, this was, I, I was actually standing next to their table and I, I picked some up and chewed it and I spit it out and, uh, <laughs> and I told the guy how much I hated smoked uh, flavor, smoked malt. <laughs> it was disgusting. And then, uh, Dave, uh, you know, Dave Curtis calls my name and I go up there and I'm, here's your 20 pound bag of, you know, smoked malt. malt. And I walk back to the table and the guy, the guy without missing a beat, he's like, here, I'll swap it for something else. So super cool. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> right on. So, so go ahead. I was just going to get into that. Um, so, so, so let's go around. What beers did you win with Bill? Uh, you won the most recent one. What did you, uh, what'd you take the competition with? Yeah, it wound up being a Imperial coffee blonde, which I did not set out to make an Imperial version of a coffee blonde, but, um, Bell's work, like they said, was a lot stronger than I anticipated. And I'd already bought all the ingredients and everything I kind of was planning on doing. So I just kind of went with it. Um, you, you didn't up, intend to use coffee though, right? Yeah. You know, I was going to make a coffee blonde. Yeah. That was, yeah, that would have been even weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, but uh, no, I just, I, you know, I wasn't expecting it to be a, a stronger beer. Um, it was supposed to be kind of an average strength, you know, maybe 6% or 5%, somewhere in there. Uh, but when I got the word, I was expected to be like 1040 something, like Jeff said, and it wound up being, I think, 1065 or it was pretty high. I don't remember what it was offhand, but. Anyway, so I just I just went with it and had the grain. Uh, I I steeped some uh, Maris Otter and some flaked oats, and then um, it wound up being like an eight point five percent beer. Um, in the fermenter, I put some vanilla, and uh, I used um, a butter pecan coffee from Kalamazoo Coffee Company. I think it's their Soul of the South coffee um, in the secondary too, and it just it turned out to be a Really nice beer, about eight and a half percent, and it wasn't an easy drinker, but it was still really smooth. So. Just, uh, just like whole coffee beans in there. Yep, whole coffee <laughs> beans. Uh, I think two ounces in a five-gallon batch, so nothing crazy as far as the amount. About day and a half steep, and or uh, in the secondary, and kegged it. So, no joke. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you, Matt? We'll work backwards. Yeah, uh, I brewed an apricot uh, IPA. Um, pretty uh like i said it was pretty high gravity so um when i had brewed it originally i think it was a seven percent beer maybe six six high sixes this one came out at like eight something um so uh but you know like bill said we got a little bit of a hot hot batch uh than what we were uh, expecting um but yeah so i used um was my hops uh magnum at the uh um for the bittering and then uh, i did citra uh, Mos- and then i uh dry hopped with uh, mosaic citra and galaxy and uh, then after uh, uh primary got finished i dumped in one um those i don't know, 16 ounce uh, purees of apricot mm. and let it sit in the secondary uh, and then uh you know cold crashed it for about a week because it was pretty pretty hazy and uh, kegged it and bottled it and turned it in that's awesome. It was really that one. That one was tasty, and I, did, I got to drink Bill's coffee blonde too, and that was that was really good. So, what about think, you, Jeff? Um, I had I had brewed a uh, pale ale um, that I uh, unlike Jason, I, I I do like smoked malt. So I had a little. There's a little smoked malt in the one I made. Um, I've gone overboard with that sometimes and make beers with 50% smoked malt. So I ought to bring some from some for Jason at some point, but uh, <laughs> the, the pale ale I had uh, done, I put habanero pepper into it and as well as some, uh, um, some of you may probably have used grains of paradise or paradise seeds or kind of uh, have the same pungency as uh, peppercorns, uh, but not quite the same spice to it. And so uh, that was in there as well. And um, yeah, so that came out, um, just under six percent, I think ABV wasn't wasn't anything too 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 wild with the ABV wise. Do uh, do we know? Does anybody remember if anybody else has won with like a, a like a pepper beer or like a hot beer or anything like that? I'm trying to think back at like past winners. I don't have a. Most of the past winners that I remember either were saisons or IPAs, um, I, and I don't re- recall any of them really having a lot of spice or pepper uh, in them. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really unique. I like pepper beers too. I, I, I think one of the very first experiences I had with a pepper beer, and they're not in business anymore, and it's kind of one of those flavors that is kind of supposed to be an off flavor. But uh, do you guys remember Hideout, like brewing up in uh, Vaguely, with, yeah. Grand Rapids or Grand yeah, Haven? Yeah. Um, 
they had a like it was like a garden fresh like ale or something like that and it mm-hmm. tasted like a like fresh red and green pepper like mm-hmm. and it wasn't a high it just tasted like fresh pepper and vegetables in a beer and i i remember really digging it but um, so it looks like we've got three ipas two coffee beers two farmhouse ales and then um and then matt's matt's ipa yeah so no you're the only one a bit of heat Brewed with paradise yep. seeds, rose hips, and habaneros. I remember that. that was Maybe 2020 will be the year of the pepper again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm growing a bunch, so hopefully. Yeah. Jason, you, you need to throw, throw some Reaper in yours? No, you know, uh, I threw some Reaper once in a uh, mango, call it a mango cider that I made. It was really a beer, but it, it so much mango, it, it took over. And uh, I, I threw that in there as a joke. I threw some of Pregenzer's uh, Reapers in it and uh, took it to a meeting uh, that we had at Presidential. And it kind of got forgotten about. And I let some waitress try it as a, you know, we were joking around <laughs> about it. And, and she absolutely loved it. She was, I don't know, she was, uh, she was really big into the hot peppers. And I gave her the last, I think the only two bottles I had of it. So. It was meant to be a joke, and it backfired on me. <laughs> so I guess that since we were just talking with uh, Jeff, sorry, I, I think I mispronounced your name earlier. I was just reading it phonetically. <laughs> That's my fault entirely. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah. You can just, yeah, yeah, feel free to correct me if I ever do it again. But, uh, yeah, so are you still, you still entering the competition, even though, like, 2011 was you – know, eight, nine years ago now at this point. So are you still doing it? Do you still? Uh, my, myself? Yeah. Uh, I believe I've missed the last two or three, perhaps. I've I've made a point to, I mean, I'm there for our club uh, table and such. Um, and I also make a point to show up for the announcements. But um, my work schedule the last couple of years have been a little screwy. And it's, it's sometimes I just, it's not even on my radar. And all of a sudden it comes up and I have like no plan and, I just forget to even think about it. And then, but I, I, I'd show up for the club and then also for the announcements, but I haven't really participated, I think, in the last three years. That's a, that's club, right? The Kalamazoo yeah. Liberation of Brewers. Yeah. Yep. And are you on the board for them now? Yes, I've been a treasurer, I think, at least five years. Oh, dang, man. That's great. Nice. Nice. Didn't know that. So real quick, since we're on Jeff and I, then just to jump in there, um, the competition has changed a bit since you won it, right? At, at the time yes. that you won, there was, <laughs> you, you... <laughs> go, go ahead. There was no, there was no, uh, trip or, or no great American brew fest, right? Or beer fest. Nope. It was just getting your brew, uh, a 10 gallon bat or 10 barrel batch, uh, downtown. That was about it. You, know, you got to be there with him, you know, doing it too and such, but. Right on. Do you know when they, they added the company or the. I want to say it was at least two years later. So maybe 14, 15. I don't know offhand exactly. Right. So what are you, what are you talking about, Jason? So, uh, yeah, I was looking through our notes, but the, 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 the winner, Matt, uh, got to go. Uh, the winner gets to go to the Great American Beer Festival and brew in the Pro-Am uh, with Bell's team. Um, and I know we'll get to that with, with Bill. Uh, we can jump ahead, but but Bill's won in 
and Great American Beer Fest this year has now been canceled. Um, <laughs> uh, well, so, it's an online conference. So. Yeah. So, so how is that? Uh, how has that changed what you're doing with bells? Like, or, or have you talked to them at all about it or? No, last I heard they were not brewing downtown, which is where we would brew the beer. Um, so they had a little hiatus. We normally would have brewed the beer in June or July. And I haven't heard, we kind of went through the recipe development and the scaling up. And we talked a lot before COVID. And then once that all happened, they basically just said, we'll just get back to you. They said it was still a priority. Sure. They wanted to brew the beer. That was definitely going to happen, but they didn't know if at that time, it was probably a good month ago. They didn't, GABF wasn't canceled yet. Uh, but now it definitely is. And actually the pro-am is officially canceled. I checked today. So that, that won't even be a, so we won't even submit it to the pro-am tournament. Obviously. Oh, seriously? Even Dang. Even kind of, uh, so yeah, it's kind of a bummer. So I don't know. I'm hoping maybe it'll roll over till next year. That's my hope. But yeah, that'd be I, I, I had a little delay too with uh, the year I won because they were in the process of building the, um, I think the new 200 barrel system Comstock. And uh, Andy was uh, over there a lot overseeing and getting the, the kinks worked out. And so it, it took took for us like until it's about this time of year from when I, you know, won the, the, the competition to actually have it brewed and everything. So I wouldn't worry too much. You know, I, I think they'll follow through oh yeah i mean there's there's obviously more important things going on in the world oh, yeah so i get it but it's a bummer but. yeah a moment of silence for bill's uh great american <laughs> beer fest <laughs> oh, yeah. you guys pulling out of your houses <laughs> so uh i guess speaking of of uh of that matt uh well, you know, I, w I wish you'd ask me to talk about it first, because now I'm just going to sound like a jerk about how awesome it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get yeah, to go. Well, we're all about it, man. Bill's, Bill's got this canceled. Is, I mean, thanks, I this guys. Is the, this is the prize, man. Is, yeah. yeah. You, line, you line me up. Set me up for that one. Thanks. Um, no, it's uh, it really is the... The best part. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, every home brewer on the planet wants to have their beer served at Bell's. I mean, that's that's awesome. So, I mean, we all uh, are going to have had and are going to have that experience. So that, I mean, that's just, it's very cool. Um, I mean, maybe once or twice when I was at the pub, I'm like, yeah, that's my beer up there. <laughs> I mean, I just once or twice. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. another, uh, I mean, a highlight is going to the Great American Beer Festival and, and competing in the Pro-Am uh, basically what bells they take um, some that you brewed so it's your brew um, it has to be you know, it's not like they remake it or fine-tune it or do anything else it's a keg of uh, your brew that they fly out uh, to Denver um, and then they, it competes uh, the week leading up to the GABF and then uh, and then they announce the winners at the conference they do the top three um, and Last year, um, there were 115, uh, you know, beers that were being tested. So again, it's a best in show. Um, and the and the rules for the pro am is it has to be an amateur's recipe, uh, brewed with the actual professional brewers. So you have to be part of the brewing process, and it has to be your recipe total. It can't be you know anything Bell's made up. So. Um, 
So anyways, you compete, they announce the top three, uh, and then, you know, I, no bells, uh, beer has ever won, but it, I mean, it's pretty cool. You get to go, <laughs> you get to go see, uh, all the, you know, announcements, all the big breweries I sat in there. I mean, it's really long, but I sat in there for about an hour. I got to see three, uh, Michigan beers win. Um, I believe nice. grand grant, I saw grand Haven get a, uh, a silver and a gold and who is the other one? I think odd side. Yep. It was odd sides. One of their hippie brunster stout, um, uh, mixes, uh, one, one something. So it was cool to see a lot of the, uh, Michigan breweries get up there, but, um, the best part of the festival for me, I mean, I'll get into the logistics, but the best part for me is you have the opportunity, at least they gave me the opportunity, um, to pour my own beer at the pro-am tent for one of the sessions. So bells gives you one session. And I think there's like four or five sessions throughout the weekend or, you know, and, um, you get one session, uh, from bells, whichever one you pick. Um, but if you volunteer, then you get to actually be there for, uh, two of them. And then if you can buy any other sessions that you want, if you want to be there the whole time. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I got to pour my beer and the cool thing was, it's like the, the guys are like, yeah, so you're supposed to be sampling this with everybody. Um, talk to them <laughs> about your beer, talk to them about what you taste in other people's beer. And we had the winners, you know, that I could go and sample the winners and really out of, I, I was there for three sessions and I went around to as many breweries as possible. It's logistically impossible to get to every single vendor that, it, I mean, it's like a football field and a half the size of this conference. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, but I, it was really some of the best beers that I tasted was the Pro-Am at the Pro-Am tent. And that's, uh, you know, truthfully, it was, th those were some of the best beers. Um, there were, there was only two vendors that I actually went back to cause they had a beer that I, you know, really, really liked, um, just because I wanted to try and sample as many as possible. But, you know, think of it as any beer festival that you've been to on absolute steroids. Um, <laughs> It's, it, remember it at all. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. Well, and, you know, they give, they, detail, they, they posted me up within walking distance and that was sketchy. At, at <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I need, I might need to Uber for this walk across the street. Like, uh, anybody got a segue and, you know, but no, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was super fun. You got a, uh, a really famous face too, apparently, Matt. I don't know if, uh, if you're aware, but if you uh, if you Google Bell's Homebrew Competition, we got we got Matt McQuillan right here and right here and right here and right here and right here. <laughs> we're not even Googling your name, man. It's just like everybody wants to see the ginger, I guess, right? <laughs> well, we're a dying breed, you know. Uh, so no, it's just because Bill hadn't been there enough. I mean, he's obviously got a more photogenic face and a better, you know, whole just demeanor. So just give it a year or so. When when Bill gets in there, it's going to be all Bill when you Google that. <laughs> but there was there was a Bill too. Yeah, yeah, there was a bill. There was. Yeah. No, probably just because I was the most recent, or the giant stupid beard. <laughs> that. When's the last time you trimmed that thing? Um, actually, I trim it quite a bit. Believe it or not, just it. <laughs> I try and shape it because I mean, I get real homeless looking. I mean, more homeless looking, <laughs> uh, if you can believe it or not. Um, typically I throw a hat on, but my, I haven't, I, I normally keep my hair a little shorter, uh, but COVID's kind of, I just went, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. So I figured I'd display it for all, uh, for all you guys. Nice. <laughs> all right. So, uh, on that, uh, are you guys all still making the beers that you won with? I mean, uh, Bill, uh, 
Matt, since you're recent winners, I'm I'm assuming so. But yeah, tell us. Tell I, us had to, I had to rebrew mine already once, um, kind of due to demand. Everybody kind of wanted to <laughs> we blew it through it pretty quick, and then uh, the nice thing was I actually Bell's uses um, that like he said the Michigan Pale Ale wort. So to make a blonde ale, it's pretty difficult because it's not really blonde when it comes out. Kind of comes out. I toyed with calling it a brunette. <laughs> um, it came out, I was like, well, um, but uh, so this time I got to actually make it the color I wanted. I used a lighter, lighter color malt and it looked more like a, what you consider a blonde ale, which was cool. Um, Is that all done I, already too? Kinda, I split that one off into two batches and made one. I, 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 um, I aged one on a little bit of bourbon soaked um, oak spirals, so like uh, charred oak spirals. So, oh, very nice. That That'd was kind good. of. Uh, I've still got some bottles of that one. I just kicked the other one, uh, the other half of that uh, Saturday, I think. So, yeah. nice. But the bourbon one I bottled just to have it around. So, right on. The bourbon one was delicious. I mean, the, the, yeah, the, yeah, I forgot you got some. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fantastic. Yeah, well, it, the uh, the Bell's one and and the one reboot were, were, were both delicious. Yeah, I got a chance to try both of them. So, you still doing Heather's request? Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> not, I haven't I haven't done it super recently, but um, funny story. Um, the day that I won, actually, uh, there was a gentleman there that uh, we go I go to a, a homebrew festival with that turned and looked at me and said. Um, you're going to brew this uh, for our club, right? For, and so I had already had a request for Heather's request uh, seconds after uh, the victory uh, had happened. <laughs> I, I think um, he might have actually told you that if you didn't bring a keg of it, that you couldn't come to Beer Fest. It's, it's how it yeah, I, I believe it was it was more of a threat than a request. Uh, but, uh, about right. but yeah, you know, like Bill said, you know, when, when you win something that's, that's as big as that, um, and I'm sure uh, Jeff probably had the same situation everybody is like, Hey, I want to, I want to get some of that, you know? And so, um, I've, I've rebrewed it uh, a couple of times. Um, and I'll keep, I mean, it's a good beer, you know, if it won the competition, so I I'll keep it in the rotation, but, uh, it's not something I do on a regular basis. I like to experiment with different beers and different flavors all the time. So it's, you know, it's rare that I really do redo one, um, unless it's for, you know, a competition, you know, I'll redo it for competition. I've, I've had uh, a couple of uh, medals in, uh, in um, other competitions that I'll rebrew, but most of the time I like to just experiment and see what else I can come up with. Right on. Jeff, are you still brewing bit of heat? Uh, I've, I've rebrewed it uh, a number of times, probably at least six, eight times. I, I don't know exactly. If, um, you know, family out of state sometimes wanted me to bring a case down for, you know, whatever weekend and, and things like that. Um, uh, I, I was brewing part-time at Bright Eyes for a year and a half or so, and we brewed it there once or twice as well. So um, it's been, oh, it's cool. been in Kalamazoo other than Bell's uh, in the oh. last couple of years. Nice. Um, that's really cool. awesome. That's awesome. Um, about the only thing I've changed with it is rather than trying to use fresh uh, pepper, I, uh, I'll dry in the food dehydrator and then grind it down. And uh, you get you, rather than have to wait for it to sit on the pepper and get the heat out, you have the heat in normal sensitivity once you add that dried crushed pepper to the to the boil huh. or the fermenter, however you want to do it. You get that um, extraction, you know, a lot quicker. You don't have to sit and wait weeks. You think the flavor changes at all? Like, is it more like a fresh pepper, like heat, like when it's um, like, not dried, or you don't? You, you, uh, my palate probably isn't that sensitive, but you probably don't get that real fleshy you know that that 
the, the pepper fleshy flavor to from yeah, it, but yeah, okay. but um, I was usually more aiming for the just having a little edge of heat to it. Yeah. Um, Gets the back of your throat a little bit. Yeah, it's. I mean, I was using about like one habanero pepper for a five gallon batch, so it's not a huge amount, but it's enough. If you sit and drink like six pints, you start to get that little build up. But it's not never. At least for me, it's not enough to turn me off from drinking it. And you know, it's just just enough to to be there. Yeah, that sounds like the perfect amount too. Especially like during the summer. Like I don't know why, but like it'll be warm out. But I feel like like a crisp beer with a little bit of heat is like actually perfect for that. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what the deal is, but yeah, no, I, I totally get it. And, and like not, not so much that you don't want to like not drink it. Anymore. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've even increased done some experimentation experimentation. I've increased that too, where I more, more smoked malt, more pepper. Um, I've even used, uh, there's a smoked black tea called a uh, lapsing shushing I put in there. That to me is more ash like, in quality, uh, smoked malt tends to be more like smoked meat in a, in a bit. So, but I wanted to add that ashiness to it as well, and that I think that contributed to it. Hmm. Did you say smoked meat? Well, uh, no, like smoked malt, the, the flavor for me it tends to be more like if you uh, have a, it's like a smoked bacon or whatever, you know. Oh, it has, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, you know, it doesn't really taste like smoked wood, but the tea, I think, added more of that quality to it okay oh, i get you so uh as far as like getting to the competition and stuff like that was, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna back out a little bit from the competition itself uh what time do you guys like start lining up to get your beer like because uh, <laughs> i know a lot of people like to get their stuff done uh there's some people that get there at like seven in the morning and are there until like they open up at like 11 are you guys those people or are you just kind of getting there whatever well, I uh, I cheated last year. Um, I signed up with uh, my my brew club, Keepers of Craft, to uh, go and and uh, you know support the club and trying to get uh, more interest. And when you do that, they automatically the the help there goes and get you your five uh, five gallons in your keg or whatever you brought, and so you don't even have to wait in line. But um, load in your car too. No, I, no, I I just I just stumble it to the car myself. Um, but uh, but yeah, the years past, I get there at like nine a.m. Yeah. and wait for a couple hours in line, and that's really actually it's kind of fun because you're just standing there with a bunch of beer nerds uh, talking about what you're gonna do, what you have done, how you like your beer, different things, and and it's it's actually the time flies by. We never do yeah. that. It's it's as nothing. It's nothing like the no. show or anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You, uh, Jeff, you haven't been in the last couple of years, but uh, what? Uh, I mean, the, the, initially it was the the same where um, I was probably there at you know eight thirty nine whatever, and waited uh, just like everyone else, and then uh, got my wart at whatever time, and basically depending what my day was, I either went home right away, or uh, you can put it in the fridge if you have one. Big, you know, if you want have one with space, and wait till the next day to do it if you want to, but and, and that should be fine. Um, but like Matt, you know, as I've been helping with the club, uh, same thing, I get, you know, uh, preferential treatment with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, now that I think about it, Matt, didn't I, the year before you won, did I grab your wart for you? Yeah. And that, it came out smelling <laughs> nasty and sweet and yeah, my <laughs> Yeah, hey, you want to you want to know what's funny? I tried to brew what I'm drinking today, and it turned out absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> if I remember correctly, you uh, you know 
I, you picked it up for me and I couldn't get it for, you know, what was it like two or three days? So I had to sit for a little <laughs> wow. while. And yeah. so Brian was nice enough to, um, you know, purge any oxygen out of it by actually um, carbonating the word itself. Uh, so, so I brewed this carbonated wort. Um, and uh, I, it, in all honesty, what happened was it had sit long enough. I'm sure some uh, wild yeast had started it. And that's probably why it came out a little bit funky. But it was just funny that he carved it for me already. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not going to complain, man. I wasn't there to get it. So I appreciate you picking it up for me. When's the last time you got there in line, Bill? I, well, I, you know, I, uh, I usually always have rounds that weekend at the hospital. It seems like it just falls that way. And this year, last year was no different. I just got up extra early. So I'm knocking on patients' doors and going to see them at like 5 a.m. I'm waking you up. <laughs> I need to know how you're doing so I can get down to Bell's and pick up my work, you know. Last so year, I got though, like 8.30, I think, something like that. I, I was pretty early. I think I was like the, I don't even know, uh, 12th in line or something this last year. So that was good. It was the only year I've actually gone, so. They, uh, they started wristbanding last year, too, which was super awesome. Like, you could basically yeah, get that was online nice. and then peace out. So, so, Bill, did you just say this? that was your first yeah. year? Yeah. I, I, I Wait, know, what? Give Wait. that away for you guys. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd never done it before. I, I've been to the expo a couple of times um, to kind of, like, just hang out a little bit. But it makes for a long day. Like I said, normally I have to work that, you know, that Saturday and – it just or whatever it's Saturday, I think. Yeah, I don't remember. But anyway, I usually have work, but I just never made it. But, uh, yeah. but we don't. We don't need to talk to Bill anymore. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So slam dunk, Bill. Yeah. Then yeah. The, the, so the next one I was going to ask is, you know, I've brewed, um, I think five, five or six different times, different beers, and uh, you know, some I've been really proud of, and some I haven't. Uh, but. Uh, Bill's only brewed one, so this really isn't for you. Yeah, but Jeff, have there been any other great beers, great years that you thought that you were just going to nail it with it, or or any other beers in the past that you were excited about? Um, well, I actually got uh, third place the first year too with a really? raspberry oh, wheat. Wow, congrats, man! Oh. So I mean, uh, didn't get the brewed anywhere, but I uh, think I got. I think at the time it was like fifty dollar gift certificate at Bell's, uh, nice. something like that. That's, um sneeze that for sure yeah and then uh i think that's how i got up a grain mill or something like that mm -hmm. i don't know and then uh one year i submitted a um porter i made it i added a little aniseed to it um which I, I thought was decent but uh, uh some other people thought it was too sweet and which aniseed does uh, add a little sweetness to it um but some of some people thought it was on a headed headed finish fermenting all the way which I didn't think that was the case, but uh, yeah, I know uh, third place and then first place and haven't won since. So since uh, this goes back to, because I, I was, I haven't, I didn't, I think my first year brewing was maybe like, gosh, I don't know. When was it Jordan? I, I base everything off of you because <laughs> <laughs> I, I started oh, one year before you and Jordan, Jordan taught yeah. me how to brew basically. One so, year after. Or one year before. One year before Jordan's very first homebrew competition, so what, 2014, 15? Yeah, I think the I think the first year that I started brewing was the year that Jeff won. Okay, because I was that would I was there for uh, the announcement because that's or yeah yeah I was there for the announcement of that one. So in yeah, 2011, kind of yeah, you're brewing. That had yeah, to have been the first year. Yeah, sorry, Jason. Yeah, 
No. Interesting. But uh, no, so Jeff, back then, were they were they giving feedback on beers? Uh, uh, limited. I mean, they had like a uh, slip, a slip of paper. Basically, they would just you'd have some some um, uh, notes on there or whatnot. But it wasn't at all. If if you have been uh, submitted to a BGCP or judged one, you know, it's nothing like that. There was just simply oh. a few notes and and a little feedback on it, but um, uh, uh, but nothing too extreme, like what you're like a BGCP report or anything. Yeah, no, that's cool. I was wondering if that's something they've they've always kind of done. I know some years they do and some years they don't. It's kind of... Yeah, um, there's been a few years they haven't. Yeah. I, I got one line said apricot mixed well with the hops. Yeah. Nice. Right. I was just going to grab mine. I couldn't... It's not a, I thought for it was for like your winning beer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got the same thing, man. It was like, uh, good beer. Good beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, I, I I got one one year that said I don't like tea, so oh. I got I, I brewed a tea beer. That was actually how I, how I met David Jones, and uh, I, I brewed a uh, IPA with uh, Earl Grey tea, and that was my my comment. I don't like tea. That's good. A, how was the beer? beer? I thought the beer was fine. You know, I, <laughs> I called it just the tip. Uh, oh, nice, perfect. Tea IPA. Uh, yeah, it was good. A tippa. Tippa. Yep, just a tippa. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't like tea. So, what about you, Matt? What else have you brewed that 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 you've been fond of before you nailed it with Heather's request? Well, to be honest with you, I'm not even a big IPA guy. Um, that was uh, the Heather's request. I, the story is the same. You know, um, a friend of mine named Heather said, "Let's. I want to learn how to brew." And she said, made the suggestion, uh, apricot IPA. And that's really the only reason I brewed it. So that's kind of fun. Um, but my, my, uh, I really like the, uh, darker beers, the porters, the stouts, um, the, uh, you know, I like the, uh, Scottish flavors. So I've been tinkering a lot with, um, using the tartan yeast, which is a Scottish ale yeast, but kind of making a Scottish stout, if you will. Um, and I've had some success with that. And I think those have really, uh, turned out well. So I, I've been, I've been doing that. In fact, I just poured, uh, an Imperial one with the tartan yeast that I used, um, that uh, I think turned out pretty well too. So, uh, those are pretty much, that's kind of where I, I spend a lot of my focus in the summertime, you know, like I have my Belgian wit that I showed you earlier that I liked, I'm, I'm proud of. I've had, I, I kind of base, I'm the worst judge of my beer. I always think it sucks. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I've, you know, when I hear several people say, Oh, that's good. I like the flavor of that I'm not a beer drinker, but I could probably drink one of these, you know, it, you know, sometimes, uh, I, I'll, I'll kind of, piggyback off of that and think, Hey, well, if those people like it. Maybe, uh, maybe the BJCP jobs will like it too. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So I'm going to step in real quick. There's yeah. been, there's been mentioned of BJCP and stuff like that a couple of times. I just wanted to define it's the, uh, the beer judge certification program every, uh, so many years, uh, I think 2008 and then 2015 are the two most recent, uh, versions of beer guidelines that the, this this uh, committee yep. has put out um but it's basically just a a, a committee of uh, very well-known and respected uh brewers and brewing professionals that come together and uh, try to help define uh, beer styles based off of what's being brewed uh, like in the world in general uh, they don't necessarily uh define what they think particular beers should be they sort of take what's being brewed and try to uh, give rules and regulations based on like what everybody else is brewing to, to try to um, 
give some like st- stats and, and numbers and targets to hit when like brewing a particular style, um, which is very much needed for judging beer. Um, if you're, you know, if you're trying to, if you're, if you're just submitting a beer and say, Hey, this is an ale. Um, and you don't have anything to compare it against. If somebody hands you like <clears throat> a, a nice clean blonde ale and a big heavy stout and you say, which one's better. I mean, it's, it's hard to say, right? I mean, there's, there's too many, uh, right. Uh, too many, I don't know. Variables. Thank you. Variables. <laughs> so, but, but if you, but if, but if a bunch of people hand you something, you know, that says this is supposed to be an Irish stout and you have, uh, you know, a bunch of, you know, vital statistics or something that you have to, to hit, to you know. give you the criteria. The yeah, the criteria. Yeah. 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 So alcohol content. Uh, when we, when we say BJCP, that's, that's what we're talking about. Yep. Um, yeah. I guess just to de- not derail, but on, on top of that, um, we have a comment, uh, Jeff, are, are you, you- are you still uh, certified? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Correct. I'm trying to remember when I got that. It was heavy 2010, maybe? or 11. I don't remember. That's awesome. Um, studying was doing, fun. Did they do an online <laughs> test <laughs> then, too? For the uh, no. That, uh, we... Because um, Hillary uh, Stearns in our group uh, is also a judge. And he knows he's he he has a some good connections in the BGCP, and he arranged to have a uh, exam proctored in Kalamazoo, and we had people from like Wisconsin, Iowa coming over for it wow. because uh, um, they tend to book up uh, upwards of a year in advance sometimes, and so the fact that he was able to arrange for one in Kalamazoo was huge for um, us. I mean, I think there were. Three, three or four of us who took it from from Kalamazoo, and then uh, I don't. I think there was maybe six or eight others from out of state who came in for it. And that was the tasting and written exam portion. Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. Um, there's they changed it since then. Um, like I said, like you said, I think there is an online portion. Um, or to become a master, I think you need to do. It's almost like an essay where you have to. Uh, really test your knowledge. We had to compare contrast styles and, uh, you know, how they, what, you know, uh, what styles are defined by their base malts and things like that. So you have to know all the base malts, what styles may be uh, 100% of that, and, you know, just be able to keep compare and contrast a lot of ingredients and styles and things. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's, um, that's really neat. Something I've, I've always thought about doing, but don't have the time. Yeah. With the drive. Yeah. Same. Because like, studying was fun because the three or four of us just got together and drink beer. I mean, we would go out and try to find beers of a particular style and just sit, drink, and talk about it. And, you know, what do you get out of this? What And in the space of what judging is, it's uh, spend two minutes just bickering among each other what you like and dislike about <laughs> That's it. That's a really good <laughs> idea. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess back on to. Uh, Back on the topic, um, since all three of you are, are past winners of the Bell's Homebrew Competition, do you guys have any tips that you can give, uh, well, at least, you know, us three and anyone that's listening who has uh, um, aspirations to try to win? Not to be confused with the tip. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those. It's just, um, I mean, obviously, it's a best in show type thing. Like you said, I mean. You know, you're, you're going up against every other kind of style, probably for the most part, or many, many different styles. Yep. And, 
to stand out is tough. I mean, um, but you still got to have something that's kind of a crowd pleaser. You know, I, I kind of went back and looked. It seemed like fruit beer was winning over and over again uh, mm-hmm. last several years. And and so I kind of want to do something a little different than that. I just, I didn't, I didn't want to do the same thing. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, you can, that's tough, man. It, it's a, it, I don't know. How many people, do you remember, Jeff, like how many submissions there were when, when you went back in 11? Has it gone up? Um. I want to say, um, I don't know how many total people got uh, work, but I think uh, like 180 where maybe returned it and oh, okay. um, something like that. I don't, I don't recall, but I, okay. I'm sure there's numbers maybe on Bell's old blog somewhere. Um, sure. But I, I, something about something like that. I don't recall exactly though. Yeah. So obviously it's a lot of people and. Um, well, I, and I think too. Um, like you said, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said, but, you know, just to make the real beer tasters, I think, at the competition don't really taste anything and that hasn't come from a, a lot of amateurs that are just like Bell's employees that pass it along. So, like, the first round is like, you know it's really subjective. I mean, it, you know, it, you don't really know what one person likes. It won't, you know, it, it could be a fact that I, you know, I made a, a stout is never one. And like I said, that's, I'm going to try and win with a stout next act because that's what I like to brew. And my, the first thing I say about anybody entering the bells competition that's asked me before is brew something that you like, because you're probably not going to win and you're going to have five, to <laughs> five plus gallons of it at home. So yeah. brew something that you like. And, and like Bill said, uh, brew one of your crowd pleasers that, you know, you share with people and when you share with your club or whoever you share your beer with um, and, and they say, Oh, that's really good. I, you know, Hey, maybe I'll give that one a shot. Um, you know, and, spe- and, and then you got to take into account, like, how am I going to blend it with the word and do that kind of stuff. But um I, you know, I say brew something you like and that, that you know other people like and and right. Getting the homebrew club too. I mean, that's that's know, really. I, I brewed was kind of a testament to that. I mean, I think I've been working on a coffee blonde, but you know, one of the guys in the club made theirs with vanilla, and somebody else put oats in theirs, and you know, so I when I would kind of was rebrewing one, you know, before I did the competition, I kind of was kind of I liked those things that I wouldn't have ever gotten if I didn't you know hang out with those guys in the club to know I liked those little things in the beer. And so I kind of use those little things that I learned going to the club to make that beer. So, you know. Yeah, I totally, totally to piggyback on that, that me too. And what's made me better, like I just started out, I like to drink beer, so I'm going to make it. You know, like I like to cook and I like to drink, so why not put those things together? Um, but I, I started up with the Keepers of Craft and just ran into a lot of really knowledgeable people that had done competitions. They, they you know, they were making really good beer. And when I gave them some of my beer, I, you know, I, I'm the type of person, like, I want feedback. Tell me what sucks about this and I can fix it. And by doing that over several years is really what, you know, has catapulted me into making pretty decent beer on a regular, you know, basis just by listening to what those guys had to say, the presentations that were available to me. Um, you know, it's really made a world of difference in my, in my brewing skills. What about you, Jeff? Um, I, uh, I probably say from my, my, at least from my experience, what I've been judging for BGCP is, um, um, sanitation i mean it doesn't matter how your uh, recipe is if you make a great ipa 
if you every if everything after once you make it is dirty and it's coming in contact with it, uh, who knows what you're giving the the competition? You know, what you, who knows what you're handing in? We've had I've had beers where the bottles have just gushed everywhere. You can see material on the inside of the bottle. Someone didn't wash the bottle beforehand. Just I mean that's probably I would say the most important things to make sure. Anything that you have come in contact with the beer once you've made it is clean and sanitized up to the point you're handing it into them just because you don't want to give them a wild card. No. <laughs> That's, yeah, nobody wants to have to clean up uh, yeah. exploded beer off their uh, you know judging table and stuff too, I guess. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, Matt, you – oh, go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. No, that, that's fine. Um, Matt brought up something that I, I, I don't know if we touched on more in depth uh, either, but – um, you brought up taking the bells wart that they give you and uh, and manipulating it. And I think that that is probably one of the most challenging parts um, of the entire competition is manipulating their wart and doing something with it already. Because like normally we start with water, right? As, as brewers, we start with water and we um, mix grains with it. And we know at least pretty roughly like uh what our gravity is going to be and what our color is going to be and what it's going to taste like and you're we're we're going into this competition sort of uh blind every year right like normally in the past it's been like you know a 1050 ward or something but sometimes it's 1064 sometimes it's a little bit lighter sometimes it's a little bit darker so like you know what happened to bill he planned on doing a coffee blonde and ended up with a coffee you know brunette and uh <laughs> an imperial one at that and then, uh, you know, if you if you want to add more wheat to your uh, your your competition beer, you're trying to mash in maybe with uh, the wart that already exists, or maybe you're doing like a mini mash and adding it to the the wart that you got from Bell's. And uh, there's all these little factors that make it almost a little bit more challenging than just brewing a regular like beer recipe that we kind of can already picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our heads and uh, I, I just kind of wanted to throw that out there because it, you just made me think of that Matt and it's uh, it's kind of a bitch <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be to be honest with you I try to keep it you know as simple as possible when I did it and to be I, I made a 10 gallon batch when I did Heather's request um, and I think just allowing yourself um, a bigger batch allows you a little more leeway with playing with gravity, playing with getting the right flavors that you want in there, so on and so forth. So I basically took my um, my normal Heather's Request recipe and I did, I did, I left the base grain as the same and then I doubled all my adjuncts that I put in it. So that it was a 10. So I, I just basically took their five gallons of wort as that was the other half of what I would have added in base grain wise. Oh, yeah, that's great. And so, but I mean, it's still, you know, it still turned out, like I said, a point and a half higher alcohol wise, just because of how high gravity their, their, uh, you know, base wort that they gave me was. That's cool, man. But that's kind of how I went about, you know, if you're going to enter the Bells competition, that's kind of how I went about doing my numbers. No, it's it's a good idea because, um, like Brian just said, you know, it's, sometimes it's a wild card on what you're going to get, and and, uh, and and so that leads into like, you know, I, I always try to pre-plan. I get some kind of idea about what I'm going to do, uh, and you're kind of taking a lot of that work out of it by by doubling it and just kind of working it in as your base ball. That's that's kind of cool. But that said, uh, you know, if the competition still goes on, uh, what do you guys plan and what's your ideas for this year? 
Oh, spoilers! Uh, we're gonna we're gonna steal yeah. ideas now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a comment, I guess, which with Brian and Matt, there uh, there's no rule that you have to use all the wort. You can yeah. actually dilute it, dilute it out, split it. You know, uh, if you want to make a thinner mash or a thinner. No, know. it's yeah, it's, it's the spirit of the competition, yeah. right? Just just yeah. use 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 it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, well, I'll go on this. I, I like I, I'm already kind of let my cat out of the bag. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm toying with uh, imperial stouts um, because, like I said, a stout is never won. I think that's what I'm going to call it. Stout, stout can never <laughs> win. Something fun like that. But, um, but yeah, I think I uh, since the last couple of years, that's been pretty high gravity um, that you got. So I'm going to. Um, kind of see what I can do and uh, make a high gravity, maybe throw some DME, DME in to uh, bump up the ABV and see uh, see what I can do Imperial Stout-wise. I don't know. I haven't thought about like adjunct flavors, coffee or vanilla or anything like that, but that's kind of my thought process right now. Yeah. You just want to go dark. That's cool. It's good yeah. to call. <laughs> okay. I haven't really thought about it much, so... Yeah, yeah, I have no doubt now. So that's what happens when you just show up and win. You just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I like I said, I mean, it's hard, man. It's it's a it's a long day. I mean, I don't know if I mean he kind of talked a little bit about that, but you go check in, then you got to come back and get your work several hours later, and then you still got to brew that day. I mean, you saw what happened when you don't. You get carbonated work. I mean, you know, so I, we had, I almost didn't do it this year. I mean, I, I went down and signed up and then we had a bunch of stuff going on here. I got kids, you know, I mean, this is a, we had an HOA meeting that day. We were supposed to go vote and all this stuff. And it was just in a party that night. And so, I mean, it, it wound up being a really hectic day, but I got it done. So, but, so I don't know, man, next year I might just <laughs> sit this one out and see how it goes. It sounds like you should never plan what you're doing at all and just show yeah, up and just, really nilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do another short and shoddy <laughs> brew and turn it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, you going to try to make it this year, Jeff? Yeah. I'm going to try to um, uh, keep my radar, but I, I don't have any real thoughts about what I'm doing yet. No. I usually, uh, in the past, I usually start to think about like a week before or, you know, have some ideas and finally settle on something. I get it. Cool. So I guess out of curiosity, um, since you've all brewed with Bells, has that experience changed your homebrew in any way, your process or how you go about it? Um, well, I don't, I don't think Bill's got a chance well, yeah. to uh, <laughs> brew. Yeah, so. Well done, Jordan. Well done, Jordan. Well done again. Um, uh, for me, uh, my experience, and I, I think it's like anything else. When you have an experience, it's different from other people's experience, you know? So mine and Jess could be very different, but, um, I had a breakdown. They had a breakdown. One of the steam lines quit. <laughs> And I mean, it's literally, it's, it was just a giant homebrew system. I mean, it, it, that's, more I mean, less, it's, yeah. it's, it's a little more complicated than what I got going on, of course. But I mean, literally they had to call in somebody. We ended up only being able to, um, I heat the, uh, what was it? The top jacket. There's two jackets in their, in their boil kettle. And so only about, you know, that much of the work, about six to eight inches, was were, were touching the hot spot. So they were they started they they hooked into the bottom and started recirculating the wort so that it was all going over and, and brought it up to a boil. And 
we didn't hit our numbers. So we had to add more uh, water because we were way, it was going to be like a 12% beer. It, I mean, like it, like I was there for nine hours, I think uh, I, I, from like eight in the morning till like eight, nine, you know, seven, eight at night, just because it took longer than normal. And uh, what it really, it, it, I liked it because like, oh, so this is, it's, it really is the passion. It's, it felt like home brewing you know, I don't just on a larger scale. Um, so it was a really it, awesome experience. And I was actually glad that it happened because who doesn't want to spend more time at Bell's? I got a free lunch and a dinner out of it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a shifty. I, I don't know if, if Jeff got a shifty, but they gave me a shifty. So that was I, nice. I, I think I got one as well. That's awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it doesn't break down on you. And you can't. You know, yeah. it's normally about a five-hour brew day. And he's like, uh, Zeke Bogan is the manager. There. He's like, uh, sorry. I'm like, nah, hey, it's cool, man. I'll hang out. <laughs> what, what did you say? Broke a steam something? So yeah, so they they heat their boil kettle with steam. Okay. Steam jackets around their boil kettle, and there's two jackets. So the bottom jacket, um, mm -hmm. one of the filters had. Um, broken which i guess happens from time to time but it's something that they don't have anybody in-house that can take that get to it take it apart and fix it so we were halfway i mean it's in the boil kettle i mean we're ready to go and he's like well we don't have anybody that can come in and fix it today so we're gonna have to figure out an ulterior motive how to boil your uh, beer sure. and so that i mean they brainstormed uh pat uh was there uh, and, and like those two are just, hey, what if we recirculate it and can get as much surface area on the top one, turn it all, you know, they started crunching numbers and doing things that I don't normally do and got it to a boil and, and it worked out. But, uh, yeah, so that's what happened while I was brewing there that day. That's awesome. And uh, an incident as well where, uh, um, I think the scale amount of grains of paradise needed was like a pound and a quarter or something like that. So we just use a hop sock, have it all in there, and um, I think we would think we had it on like, on the tether, so we just fish it back out. Well, that came undone. So this <laughs> hop sock's in the boil kettle, just moving around, and of course, as soon as they start pumping it to transfer through the, the chiller, that gets sucked down to the bottom and actually jams up the the uh, the line, and Andy had to uh, um, shut the valve. He actually had trouble because it was passed through both of the ball valves there. Oh, so no. he, he actually had trouble closing both of them, separating them. Then he had to take scissors to actually cut through the hop sock to actually then separate it and then oh, wow. go from there. So <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, I broke the, the uh, brew system. <laughs> <laughs> so it really is but, just like brewing at home. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it is. You, you get together with anybody else and, and shit can go wrong. <laughs> I, I think yeah. I remember, I don't know if it was, it wasn't mine, but I think it was someone else. Um, I heard that um, the filter going to the chiller wasn't working or whatever. And then a bunch of hop debris got into there and jammed it up. So they actually had to take a, take apart their plate chiller uh, and, at the, and then process to, to uh, finish things. Um, hey, so how about this, Bill? Is there anything you're yeah. hoping to learn? I mean, experience. There of we course, go. Of course. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, I mean, so so far we've done a little bit of like scaling of the recipe, obviously from a five gallon batch to whatever it was a seven barrel, fifteen barrel, uh, ten barrel, I think for me okay. at least. Um, I can't remember, but yeah. So and obviously, you know, recipe development a little bit. So Bell's, uh, you know, what they've explained to me is their ethos 
doesn't allow for any artificial ingredients. And the coffee that I used from Kalamazoo Coffee Company had artificial flavors in it, according to the packaging. Um, so they can't use that uh, in their beer. So we've had to kind of brainstorm a little bit. Mostly they just kind of test that with me, just kind of said, you know, what do you want to do instead? <laughs> so we kind of got in touch with Kazoo Coffee Company and, and figured out what the base coffee was, and we're going to use that, and then we're going to up the vanilla. Um, I already used a little bit of vanilla. We're going to up it to, I think there's like 30 vanilla beans going into this thing. Dang um, wow. uh, Yeah, I'm glad I'm not paying for it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, to get kind of that toffee flavor which i don't i don't know i you know i don't really know what they use they wouldn't tell me what they use for like artificial flavor we think it's kind of like the coffee or the um toffee flavor like a caramel and sure. a vanilla type flavor probably that they use so um to get that like butter pecan type flavor so we're gonna use like a real light candy sugar i think is is the plan currently uh, to try to get like that Heath bar type, you know, toffee flavor. And it's not going to hopefully alter the color of the beer much. You know, we don't want to make it even darker than it's already going to be. Probably. <laughs> so, so it's kind of fun, you know, learning that kind of stuff that I didn't realize that would even be a problem that, you know, yeah, so, that's so. neat though, that, that you get the opportunity to, to, you know, kind of work through those little problems, all of those yeah. little problems with, with the big system, you know, and see that sure. what it's like to work in that, that big environment. So, well, cool. You know, I uh, I think we've we've reached the end of of, of our agenda. Uh, so I really want to say thanks to all three of you guys for coming out and spending some time with us. Uh, you know, it was it was cool getting to know about your beer and and talk to you as brewers. Um, you know, part of my role in in the in the Keepers Craft Club is is to encourage everybody to enter competitions. Competition, you know, kind of coordinator, cheerleader that I am. So I I'll share that to everybody. Everybody that's listening, everybody that that, that brews, you should enter every competition that you can. Uh, you know, having somebody like Jeff, that's a BJCP uh, certified judge, you know, taste your beer and actually provide feedback to your beer is the best way to learn how to brew better beer. Uh, you know, getting those comments and, and that information back. Because uh, when, you know, when you're, when you're sitting there tasting your friend's beer, it's hard to say, uh, you know, it's hard to nitpick it, hard to, hard to, to give good unbiased feedback. I'll tell um, you your beer sucks any day of the week, man. Right. You know, <laughs> it, it takes a special relationship. Uh, and then you know you you start you start in you give me that feedback and then my metals start rattling and you know <laughs> <laughs> your voice is drowned out in the den. Um, so so that's that said, uh, we are going to be doing a bit of an after uh, show party. If, if anybody wants to join us, there is a website you can go to called Kalamazoo Bar, uh, and what it will do, it'll join us all together in a in a uh, a live room uh, Zoom channel. Uh, where we can hang out. Uh, we've just posted a link. Uh, so we'll be there in a few minutes, uh, you know, having a few more beers and, and bullshit, and you can kind of come and hang out with us. Uh, so again, thanks, everybody. Uh, we don't have the exact uh, topic for the next show yet. We're still, you know, new and still trying to figure out, uh, you know, uh, what we're doing and, and uh, arrange for, for people to join us. But uh, we do plan on being back next Monday, same time, 730. Uh, and uh, uh, keep keep an eye out on our Facebook or uh, uh, you know for information on who's going to join us. Drew Drew Doster interrupted your oh. outro here with a with a last minute question uh, before we peace out. So uh, Drew is asking. Uh, he said, "I've talked with many homebrewers that have entered the Bell's uh, homebrew competition. Some have expressed an interest in a more traditional approach, e.g." Bell's provides the base malt hops, etc., but not the pre-made wort. Uh, would this eliminate some inconsistencies? You think? What are your thoughts? 
them. Any, any of you guys have like thoughts on that approach based on, or like instead of just like a, them providing the wart? Like, I can totally see that. I've, I've heard that opinion. I would enjoy it more, I think, you know. I mean, I, it's cool to do it with their work, but it's also, it, 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 it limits you in a lot of ways, I think. Or you have to get, yeah. you also have to get a lot more creative, so maybe that's why they're looking at it that way, but. I mean, just to give you like a ten dollars credit at the store would be cool. You know, you just, you I've know, heard that too. Yeah, record yeah. it, and that'd be really cool. You can kind of, you know, you don't have to wait in line to pick up the word and all that stuff, which would definitely be easier on me since I got two kids at home. <laughs> so right, all right, right on. Well, well, we'll see you guys at the bar. All right, come check. I'll need out. that that link to to join. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get it, everybody. We'll I'll uh, send it over uh, to you. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. Thanks, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks, you guys, for joining. And, uh, cheers. 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 cheers.